So, how's it going with you? What's up? What's new? Um, not much. Just been, you know, trying to, uh, looking at trying to get a, um, queer, uh, sure, right on. gaming group thing going in real life. <laughs> sure, so sure. That, that'd be good if I can manage that. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, you were talking to me about, uh, D&D you were doing the other day, mm. which is cool. <laughs> um, I always have these, like, conversations with all my friends. They're like, oh, we should start doing a tabletop game. And, I mean, naturally, it never, it never ends up coming to fruition, but, you know. Yeah, but that that one is the one my roommate's running, so it's like, oh, sweet, I can just, you know, fuck around in the kitchen and get myself food while, you know, they're busy uh, typing right, right, and right. stuff. Right on, right on. Um, <laughs> so uh, what kind of campaign are you doing? Uh, honest. Oh, the one they're running is um, uh, it's Storm King's Thunder. So one of the uh, big um, published adventures from uh, Fifth Edition. Sure, sure. Basically, uh, the Giants Alliance is out of whack, and it's our job to go fix it. Mm. And you're planning one and planning on doing one yourself. If if I can, you know, get a group together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you have something in mind for that? Uh, when I find the group first and then have a discussion with them. Sure, sure. I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I <laughs> um, friend of the show said, I'm sure you've heard their voice before, um, like has like thousands of ideas for like running a game, but you know, naturally it's hard to get, it's very hard to get a group together, like people who are actually committed to doing it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's exciting stuff though. I'd love to run a game someday, maybe just like a, a one shot horror based thing, maybe. Uh, though it seems like a big ask. <laughs> I've, I've heard very good things about Dread, but I don't know how you can simulate Jenga online. Mm, that's true. That's true. Oh yeah, no, I've had. Um, I've. I think I've heard like one tabletop podcast play Dread before. It ended up being pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of really interesting ones out there. It's it's pretty cool that they're like gaining in popularity these days. Um, I, I don't even know if that's a perception thing or just a, an actual fact, but I feel like I'm, I'm seeing more interesting tabletop games coming out these days with like more interesting concepts and like for one shots and stuff like that. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is, as I am almost like incredibly sure we've used that specific tagline before at one point because the time travel happens in movies a lot. Um, but uh, Sarah is out of town uh, for her sister's graduation uh, this week. So I am, I am given, uh, I, I've been handed the torch, I guess, insofar as uh, leading this podcast so I've brought on a guest uh, a, a, a frequent listener of the show and a friend of the show uh, Jasmine is here with us say hello Jasmine hello Jasmine <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I'm sure you know this already, uh, but uh, we like to, when we have uh, guests on for the first time, we like to discuss um, their, like, history, relationships, preferences with horror, like, what they get down to, their favorite horror movie, subgenre, all that kind of stuff. So why don't you enlighten us? Uh, so... As a kid, I was very much uh, scared of horror, didn't get into it much. Mm -hmm. um, I remember watching uh, Final Destination 3, uh, Grandma, in the cinema, which I think, mm -hmm. is, is that the one with the bear tip? Um, I'm trying, I don't... It had the roller coaster. I'm not sure. And the, there were the two blonde girls. And oh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was uncomfortable. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I watched the second with my sister and had a bit of mm -hmm. um, uh, anxiety over roads because of that because it opens sure. with a car crash. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ended up fleeing uh, cinema at one point with the uh, Keith mm. Sutherland uh, movie Mirror. <laughs> oh, sure. It, it jump scared me good, so I just had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> But um, recently, I've sort of realised I'm more into uh, horror with potential good endings. So, like, sure, yeah. Happy Death Day really was good for me. Mm -hmm. That one's really fun, yeah. An absolute blast to see. Um, it's interesting. I feel like we've had uh, 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 almost every other guest we have on here is like, oh, yeah, I used to be terrified of horror movies growing up, but now I'm not anymore. Or, you know, I just, like, have a different angle about it. Uh, it's interesting because it was never the case for me. Uh, I don't actually know if I, like, watched any growing up, and that might be why. Mm -hmm. That probably is why. Um, but, um, yeah, so is there, like, any particular subgenres that you're really keen on beyond, like, happy endings? Or do you just, like, um, um, take whatever you can get? I'd say, I guess, anything that's just weird. So, like... sure. Um, home invasion stuff, very much not my thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I need to feel like a home is safe, so. Right. No, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, home invasions. I, I, I'm also, not also entirely my thing, but more because, like, um, I don't think homes are scary. <laughs> so, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, you chose a really interesting horror movie for us to watch this week mm -hmm. um uh, a, a spanish one called time crimes or uh uh chronos criminis or something like that i don't know it's in spanish i took high school spanish but i don't remember any of it um <laughs> but i don't i literally hadn't i didn't you sent me a link to the preview when we were discussing this and i didn't watch it because i was like ah, i'll just watch the movie I, I had like no expectations and this one still like completely blew me out of the water um super super cool i i came across um, it because of a um i used to be on something awful and two mm, threads mm -hmm. i would read was the um disappointing things in movies and surprising things in movies so someone posted a disappointing thing for um, favorite of the show, uh, Coherence, mm -hmm. because they basically complained, oh, why did this movie focus on this particular storyline and not just have someone butt in immediately and had know everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real good movie there you made up in your head. <laughs> and uh, yeah. this, this one had a, um, a positive thing, which I'll bring up uh, later during the sure 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 cool cool so yeah let's uh let's dive right on into the the damn thing um it opens with uh uh 
this middle-aged businessman-looking dude uh, driving on his way home uh, with his trunk open um, uh, with a bunch of stuff falling out of the back of the truck, um, carrying all of that stuff to his uh, wife. They're renovating a house together that they're living in. It's, it's, um, it's lucky it didn't um, fall out during the traveling montage. And only when you yeah. got to the, uh, to the actual driveway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's all running around. Um, and uh, uh, as, as things progress, um, there's not really any sort of real tension at this point, but little weird things keep happening, like little weird inexplicable things. Uh, someone uh, calls them on their phone. Which uh, in the house isn't of- publicized anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they just moved into this place, um, so their phone number isn't really anywhere, and they haven't really given it to anyone, uh, and it's it's just silence on the other end, and then he calls back and leaves a message. And um, the on answering the- machine says, this is a restricted terminal, leave a number or mm-hmm. use your access code. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that, and then they... The, the husband and the wife, uh, Hector and Clara, I should say, probably. We are given names, so I probably should use them. They don't give us Hector's name until half an hour into the 90 minute. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. I was like, who? I don't think I know this man's name. Uh, in, um, in my notes, I was calling him Or Dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, the two of them sit out on the lawn together, and Hector's got a pair of binoculars. Um and they're talking about uh, dinner and stuff, and like if uh, Clara can get this table in the house, and so she she, she built it outside, and yeah, she, yeah. she bets him. Oh, you know, because um, he didn't want to go out again because fuck right. driving after having a bad <laughs> nap. Um, right. Yeah, you know, she goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, if if it can fit in the in the bedroom without having to disassemble it. Uh, you'll go get a roast chicken and I'll do dinner. Otherwise, I'll mm. just do dinner and get the chicken mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she comes uh, out in, in a uh, fucking Carmen Sandiego-style red overcoat <laughs> uh-huh. and bugs him for the keys, but he's too busy focusing on, you know, what, what he's been perving through with binoculars. Yeah, yeah. So he, he spotted something in the woods and it happens to be <laughs> a woman undressing um, behind a bush. Um, another little inexplicable thing, uh, you, we don't really ever get a shot, well, at this, at this point, we don't get really a shot of her face at all. Um, yeah, she's, she's actively looking away from, uh, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, we, we get her, him watching this and, like, being distracted about it and trying to, like, uh, uh, trouble it out, essentially. Um, and as soon as she leaves in the car, he's, like, back on his bullshit again. Trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, I've, I've written down in my notes, he's got that titty gaze going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he actually waits until Clara starts the engine to start looking again. <laughs> um, despite the fact that she was standing literally in front of him at one point uh, when he was gazing, that's neither here nor there, I assume, but like, you know. <laughs> um, so he, he decides to uh, take it upon himself to actually investigate whatever's going on. Uh, walks around this chain link f- fence they've got into the street. He sees uh, a bike and a dumpster yeah, uh, b- falling over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, eventually does find her in the woods, uh, completely naked and looking like she's passed out, again, leaning against a rock. Yeah, I, um, I've written down she looks dead or unconscious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's doing the the 
stupid media thing where you lean up against a very fragile branch as you focus your attention completely. And obviously mm-hmm. it snaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, he throws a few things at her trying to wake her up, but eventually kind of just like walks over there um, and like gets real close and then something stabs him in the arm uh something he doesn't really get a good look at before running in the complete opposite direction yeah the Uh, the the stab was moments before the camera actually panned down her crotch mm -hmm. thank you for that stab (laughs) impeccable timing um uh so he runs away um and then he catches uh, a glimpse of whatever he's running from behind him. Uh, this uh, he's, he's hiding behind a tree and using binoculars to look around to try and sort of use them like a periscope. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he sees this man in this like coat with bandages all over his face except for his eye holes. And uh, the 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 man mimics the same gesture with the binoculars over his own eyes, which freaks Hector out, obviously. Um, and then he goes bolting, and then. Uh, climbs over the fence. Yes, uh, scrambles up a second chain link fence. This one looking more uh, shiny and new, rather than the uh, mm-hmm. uh, sort of garden fence that he had at his house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, naturally it tumbles over with him and he hits his head and passes out for a bit. Um, and then gets up uh, and then finds a like a lab-looking place. It, it, it just uh, looks like a building. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's rock music pumping, and he ends up um, sort of freaking out, glancing back at the woods, and picks up a big stone and just hucks it at a window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he moseys on in there um, and uh, finds a walkie-talkie on the uh, table and uh, talks to the other person, talks to the person on the other end. Um, after spotting a calendar with a couple, a, a zigzag drawn on the back with a couple X's on it, because every oh, time yeah. travel, travel movie has to have someone drawing out what a timeline is. <laughs> I missed that. I must have. Uh, I must have looked away when that happened. Um, interesting. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so he and this person on the other end of the walkie-talkie have uh, a bit of a strange conversation. He's, um, he's also grabbed a, um, a bandage from a, a wall-mounted um, mm. first aid kit at this point and wrapped it mm. around the stab wound on his arm. Yeah. All these details are very, very important because things, obviously we're talking about time, time stuff, so things are going to link together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is cool now that I'm talking about it after having watched the movie because I'm thinking about, like, oh, right, that thing there and then that thing there and all of this, these things. It's cool. I like I like time travel movies. Yeah. Uh, so in my notes, when he picks up the walkie-talkie, uh, who are you? That's what I'm fucking asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the audience is given so little at this point. I mean, naturally, because, like, Hector as a character is being given so little mm-hmm. um, and all these, like, inexplicable things keep happening uh but it, it's it's quite it's quite interesting uh so eventually uh the person on the other end of the walkie-talkie convinces hector to um he, that it's safer he, to go outside he spotted the uh bloke with a pink bandage uh can mm-hmm. see him far from the house there's surveillance cameras everywhere oh shit he's jumped the fence so mm-hmm. hector ends up freaking out and uh science dude is the, the name i've given this second uh uh-huh. you know gets him to uh you know come up a, a lit pathway it's it's gotten dark out 
and uh, mm-hmm. there's this weird silent place at the top of this hill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm thinking about now. I don't know if we were truly ever given a ca- uh, name for the other character. We weren't. I actually looked in the credits. Um, mm-hmm. So there are two characters: uh, mm-hmm. Lashika El Busk, girl in the forest, mm-hmm. and El Joven, mm-hmm. the young man. Mm, mm-hmm. And Hector and Clara. So, so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Naturally. Um, so uh, uh, Hector scrambles over to yeah the silo. We were talking about that. Um, uh, uh, the, the the other man uh, like ushers him inside, um, and then it tells him like you'll be safe here. Like he's not going to get you here. And then Hector's like, "Aren't you going to lock the door?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Uh, just get into this vat. Yeah, real quick. Get, get, get into this huge vat." And, um, it's, it's totally casual. I'll get like, I'll close the hatch and I'll like get in there with you, but you, you just got to get in there and naturally. I, I'm, like, I've Hector marked it as like, a fucking, uh, witch's cauldron. Yeah. Oh, I would not get in there. It looks so gross. It's got like the most like, I mean, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't seem actually viscous, but just like, it's kind of like, um, like semi white, like fluid that's in there. <laughs> just looks so nasty. <laughs> It looks um, highly reflective, and the the top, the lid of the vat shines a bright light. So I think, oh, you know, he's going to hide Hector under under the surface of the water if Bandage Man comes in. And mm-hmm. then he shuts the lid on Hector with his mm-hmm. back to it, and Hector's like freaking yeah. out, saying, "You said you'd get in with me. What the fuck?" Right, right. Um, so uh, <laughs> uh, Hector is scrambling on the uh, like the the side of the the little barrel, um, because obviously he can't get any air and he wasn't anticipating any of this. Um, but soon enough, the, the, the lid comes off again and Hector tumbles out. And pukes and... up water. Well, mm-hmm. not exactly water. Fluid. Yeah. Fluid, <laughs> perhaps. Um, and uh, uh, gets gets a look from the uh, same scientist guy. Who is no longer uh, wearing giant red gloves. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's daylight outside. And that right, is what yeah. catches Hector's attention because he was recently freaking out about the bandage head dude, you know, stalking mm-hmm. him in the dark. So, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Um, so there's there's obvious confusion between the two of them. Um, uh, this guy is like, uh, "Oh, do we know each other? Are are like you've been here before? Or something like right, right? You've been before. We know each other, right? Um, and eventually uh, convinces." Well, walks with Hector for a while, but eventually convinces him to, like, not interact. After, after Hector uses the bajores, he still had this whole time to uh, right. spy on his own house and see Clara right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. himself from the start of the... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the table's not made at this point. In, so he's sort of mm-hmm. freaking out, and he says, I'm going home to call the police. And then Science Dude goes, you're already home, want another look? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Um <laughs> Uh, so eventually they get him back to, uh, like this, like, you know, like living area. It, it, in, it's the break the room that he originally broke into. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sort of marveling uh, at the fact that the window's not broken. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and, um, uh, the science dude explains this with the zigzaggy line, um, saying like, okay, so time is linear, but you went back a little bit, but you're still moving forward. You're, you're like a um, reflection and you're looking at a reflection of yourself an hour or two hours in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you just need to like chill out here for a hot second. Lay low, like, make and- sure the timeline stays intact and then you can mm-hmm. get out of here scot-free and it'll be all good. No one will have mm-hmm, to know what mm-hmm. we did. <laughs> 
And, uh, I mean, you can all imagine that there's there's about an hour left to this movie at this point, uh, so none of that is actually going to come to fruition. Yeah, he immediately um, calls his earlier self, which mm-hmm. Hector 1 picks up the phone, and he sort of freaks out. Science bloke runs up from uh, where he's pouring the liquid in to prepare the time travel that's already happened. Um, mm-hmm. When he hears the, call, the phone number return, and hears mm-hmm. the message from uh, Hector while sort of yelling at Hector 2 for idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hector 2 is like, well, there's like a conversation. Hector 2 is like, I, I got a f- mysterious phone call as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he so. actively goes, do you remember getting that call? Then when Hector's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he goes, well, then everything still fits. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting about, uh, I, I particularly like this sort of theory of time travel. Where, which is to say that everything is fixed and you can't necessarily change what happens. So what we see throughout this movie is not so much a changing of events, but uh, just a recontextualizing of yeah, the, sure. the, the things that what happened to change, like create those events. Sci- um, science dude seems to be worried that um, it's not a linear path where it's... Um, right. He, he's worried that if Hector stops Hector 1 from going back in time, there'd be two of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, all of this is obviously really new technology because um, <laughs> there's there's a clip earlier that I can do. There's um, a time machine beta <laughs> mm. <laughs> control. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so um, Hector steals a uh, white car from the break. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so he's like, "Fuck all of this! I'm going." <laughs> He he steals the car. He um drives it down that road. Um, he uh like walked across earlier. Sees the biker, um, and uh, uh stops. Like it sees the biker and then swerves onto the side of the road and stops and like tries to like gather what he's gonna actually do. Yeah, he um, glances when in the a mirror, glances again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like slams right into a tree. Um, hits his head on the 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 driving the the steering wheel. Um, and, uh, there's, like, a huge, like, gaping wound on his, on his forehead now, so he, um, and, oops, cool. Um, where were we? Uh, so, at the same time that my laptop started to take a blow to the head, Hector 2 <laughs> took a blow to the head. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, this is when, yeah, when he was hit by the, when he hit the tree, yes? Yep. And then, yeah, and then, uh, I'm trying, because I kept talking, after your laptop failed, mm-hmm. so I was, I'm trying to backtrack a little bit. So he hit the he hit the tree, and then uh, his forehead is bleeding now. Yeah. So he as as he's like unwrapping the bandage from around his arm, the white fluid plus the blood merge to make a pink bandage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sort of watching himself <laughs> in the mirror in horror as he sees himself become bandage head. Yes. <laughs> um, so at this point, he's kind of committed himself to the idea of that. Well, I, I mean, I know what happens to me when, uh, by way of bandage head, so I just need to do all of that stuff somehow. Uh, so the woman on the bicycle comes down to check on him because obviously he just hit a tree. Um, he, he, so he winds down he the wa- window like it's a traffic stop by a cop or something, which was very funny <laughs> yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, he seems to have no idea how he uh, actually intends to move forward in this situation. Um, but God damn it, he does his best, I guess. Because um, uh, he's like, 
he he gets out of the car um and like accepts some water from her and then eventually he's like okay i can't explain what i'm gonna ask you to do but i just need you to like go ahead and do it she she grabs me. out a pair of scissors because she was cutting her neighbor's hair and uh mm-hmm. trims the bandage and tucks it away neatly for him and then goes to pick up the bike and he pockets the scissors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so uh he gets her to go out into the woods with him uh deeper into the woods and then he's like asking her to do all this thing and as you may recall there was some nudity involved and this woman does not seem particularly keen on being involved in that kind of situation yeah he, he um, holds but, her at scissor point to uh force mm-hmm. to force her to go through the same motions that originally enticed him look look down to the yeah. left like and bite your thumb like you're in thought mm-hmm. it's interesting it's really interesting how like none of these are like chance events and all of them are planned but also see i don't know it's cool it's cool stuff <laughs> um so then, uh, so he's looking away the whole time, like, looking at Hector and, like, trying to see if he's coming this way. And trying um, to preserve her dignity as well. Right, exactly. And she goes, um, oh, do you want me to take anything else off after she's, you know, taken off her pants and put back on her, mm-hmm. um, her shirt because the younger Hector's, mm-hmm. uh, lost sight of her. And mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. she, like, walks up to him asking, oh, do you want me to take anything else off and then kicks him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... He deserves he it. Really I mean, not like he's doing doing this out of direct malice. He's just trying to make things uh, fit together in a sort of situation. But he still does very much deserve this. Um, uh, so uh, eventually, I, I I was do I was, someone was talking to me while I was watching this was which was not the best scenario. I took somehow, very detailed notes. Um, good, she, good. Okay, she tackles him at one point, and they both roll down and Bartman, mm-hmm. and that's what knocks her out. And mm-hmm. he drags her over to the the rock that uh, Hector one saw her at, and um, mm-hmm. sort of panicking because he can hear Hector like he happens to be out of Hector's line of sight when when he he was looking at her bare feet and up at her chest like there was actually a mm-hmm. bit w- that was obscured by like a branch or something and he's actually lying down next to her at that point. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he rips the shirt off her with a tearing noise and is like completely freaking out and uh, you know quickly um, you know mimes behind Hector to stab him and there's a bit of funny uh, moment where Hector one running off uh, takes the violins with him <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> yeah this yeah yeah no, so continue. so Sorry. Hector tries Hector two tries to. Uh, recreate the jump scare with the uh, mim- mimicked binoculars a couple of times. And mm-hmm. he can't really remember what tree Hector 1 was hiding behind. So he does it against mm-hmm. a couple of trees before realising, oh, I'm holding the scissors in the right way. So he does the 270 degree turnaround and then boom mm-hmm. at his younger self. Yeah. And you know, he just, you can see younger Hector hauling ass in the distances as he just sort of like, <sighs> collapses and falls down to his his, his seat, uh, falls down to his legs, and he's pretty much done at this point. Bandit head is done being a spooky scary, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he hears a feminine scream. Mm-hmm. Um, so he uh, makes his way over to uh, his house, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, kind of like trying to figure out, like, because he thinks like Claire is obviously in trouble or something yeah. like that. Um, 
for some reason doesn't make the decision decision to remove the bandages on his face despite the fact that he looks um extremely fucking terrifying (laughs) Um, i think predestiny's coming in there because he did at some point see bandage head spook him right outside the silo mm mm-hmm so um so yeah he's uh he's making his way over to this house um and uh uh climbs up the stairs it rips the phone um, out of the and, wall right right um and uh gets a table thrown at him which is fun uh <laughs> um he it, and it's, it sounds it's all, like clara's all very... like shouted as she's throwing the table at him. right yeah um and uh, um, there's a whole bunch of chaos that eventually leads to well, um, he's chasing who he assumes who he assumes is Clara around the house and on the roof and stuff. And um, Clara, it, it's Clara. Uh, it, at I this point, like it's Clara. It's Clara. It's at this point, it's Clara. He sees Clara um, fall off the roof and break her neck. Her and head like, is well, all the fuck. way around, and she's still got the yeah. San Diego coat. It is definitely Clara. Yep, yep, yep. He's like, well, fuck, I've fucked it this time, so gotta try this one again. Try not to kill my wife. Yeah, so he Um, he sees the car, goes, oh, fuck, Clara came back while I was stalking, you know, uh, in my notes, I've got uh, Girl in the Forest written as victim, so that should tell you how this movie treats that character. Yeah, yeah, it's rough stuff. Um, So he gets on a walkie-talkie and explains the situation to science dude, telling him to make up something, so this is what causes him to make up the bullshit about the surveillance cameras to Hector 1. He drives back up to the Mm -hmm, facility, mm -hmm. rams through the gates that the white car had the only um, push-button access to open, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the intimidating moment when uh, he got jump-scared by Bandage Head as Hector 1, it's just him peeking up into a window, and then he takes a seat outside. <laughs> uh, so, uh, science dude's all like, oh, you're the first vertebrate to ever travel in time. And he's, like, complimenting <laughs> him on having the uh, inventiveness of being the pink mummy and things like that. And, um, you know, as, as, as he's, you know, wandering down the hallway, the pathway back down to the lab itself, trying to get... Hector to come with him because he wants to, you know, do analysis on him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Hector, as you know, he's fully in bandage head mode now. So he's he's grabbed a fucking crowbar from inside the, the silo and he's smashing around stuff. And he goes, <laughs> "Something went wrong. Come back, or I'll tear it apart." Uh, yeah. Science dude quickly pulls a capacitor that he's got in his pocket and throws it away outside. And goes in to confront uh, Bandage Head, complain, uh, you know, claims that oh, you know, it can't, it, it can't work. It, and then you know, Hector spots the missing capacitor and look, just smashes him in the shoulder with the crowbar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's just a feeble little nerd boy. Be gentle with and, him. And and uh, oh. you know, he they're sort of debating over um, predestiny, and you know, um, Hector. Hector 2 is unwrapping the bandage and showing how serious he is, like, giving him a death glare. Huge gash on his mm-hmm. forehead and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he looks real rough. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, uh, and then, um, he, he, yeah, he must get back in the vat at this point, right? Or what does he, he, I'm trying to remember. So what he does is, Science Dude goes, you only have, like, 30 or 40 seconds head start before Hector 2 comes through the thing. And he's sort of complaining, saying, um, why it, I should have never turned on the machine. It only causes problems. And uh-huh, um, uh-huh. 
So. Oh, he does explain that um, there's someone else came in, came out before him. He's like another Hector that came out. Yeah, yeah. He, he goes. Um, right. Hector three told me that he failed and um, mm-hmm. to stop you from going back in time at any cost. And Hector two is like, well, he called you what on this on this walkie-talkie, and just piffs it and goes, holds up the crowbar, intending to smash it, and goes, point the light at it. And they point the light and mm-hmm. happen to find the capacitor because predestiny's working mm-hmm. here. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. they go back in time again. Hector three shows up, slaps him across the face, turning science dude with glasses into science dude without glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> basically hides behind a, uh, a pillar and uh, sneaks away in a golf cart while Hector two is spying on Hector one. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, Hector two is the one that drove the car into, or no, Hector, that must have been Hector so, three who drove the um, Hector three. Yes. Hector two's the one in the white car. Hector three goes down outside the house, and science dude comes out, going, "I told him to save foot." And Hector three's like, "Yeah, he's not going to do that." And he goes, "I need mm-hmm. to get out of here." And he goes, um, "How can I get past the gate? Oh, there's keys in the thing. No, leave them. Hector two needs them." <laughs> so he takes him to this fucking giant, the the red van that he saw. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he stalks out behind the closing gates just as Hector two is leaving, uh, which right, leaves yeah. the gates intact for Hector two to later and later smash through them. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up ducking down in the in the seat so that uh, the girl on the bike won't see uh, unwrapped bandage head Hector um, right. about to commit this uh, vehicular assault. Mm-hmm. After smashing into uh-huh. um, Hector 2 in the white van, manages to careen into Dumpster and then off an, uh, another embankment, which I think makes the embankment count five now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's completely knocked out. Um, the van itself is upside down. Uh, this is when he spots mm-hmm. the walkie-talkie calls. At, calls uh, Stein's dude says, "I failed," and you know he piffs the the walkie-talkie over his shoulder and basically just goes, "Yeah, that way someone will smack some sense into you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, eventually he uh, meets up with the uh, the the biker woman again, um, and that's that's what made her scream because she saw someone who's been in two car accidents at this point. <laughs> He's right, right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he's got like huge bulging places on his face. Um, it's 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 not a great look, but he's you know he's doing his best out here. So, so he, um, he, basically, he's just like, he, let's just lay down for a while. Yeah, and and he asks um, the girl on the bike to sit next to him, and she sort of does. Uh, he he uh, gets her on side by claiming that uh, we're running from the same bloke. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, bandages, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they go inside the house uh, with um, the victim girl, you know, supporting him because he's he's got like bruised ribs at this point. He's pretty fucked, right? And um, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, she sets him down in the kitchen and goes off to try and find a phone. And that's when Clara walks in, who has uh, she's changed into a sweater thing, and she spots. Mm-hmm. You know, her husband who's been completely roughed up and is like, I've I've already called the cops. What the fuck's going on? We've got people in the house. And mm-hmm. he gently takes her by the arm and sort of forces her into the shed, which um, he locks from the outside. And 
Mm-hmm. Um, he then heads inside. Turns out he's the one who threw the um, the table at Bandage Face. And while victims sort of uh, staring at him, shocked for doing that, he spots the overcoat on the bed behind her. Uh, mm-hmm. Manages to sit her down and uh, cuts her hair so that she has a haircut that looks like Clara's, and mm-hmm. sends her off to a dead after commenting how yep. beautiful she is. Yeah, and <sighs> this then, poor woman. Yeah, and then he sort of just very slowly heads down while Bandage Face is pulling his bullshit. Uh, follows, um, you know, Clara and takes her out to the um, deck chairs that they were sitting on before. And uh, Clara almost turns around when she hears victim fall off the roof, but he grabs her wrist and tells her to relax. And then as the thunder starts, he says, we still have a time before it starts raining while throwing the scissors behind. The camera pans Mm -hmm. over the top of the house and the chaos of victim's body as Hector 2 dries off to complete. Yeah. Woo! It was like... It, it didn't, um, there was definitely like, I think it was like 45 minutes in where I was like, I know exactly where this movie is going at this point. I think it was when uh, Hector Two in the white van first ran into this tree and started wrapping his face. I was like, I understand everything. Um, Were you expecting Hector Three? <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting Hector Three. But I mean, it, I felt like, you know, it, it makes sense though, because like, there was still like you know, like a good 45 minutes left in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, they have to do something with the rest of this. Um, really fucking fun, you know? I mean, there's definitely some... Uh, uh, the, the treatment of uh, the, the woman on the bike um, definitely uh, left a little bit to desire. You know, even killing her is fine. That's fine. But, like, titties out, yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's out. Having, um, having every aspect of her life be fucked over by a bandage head. Yeah. And then, the yeah. Yeah, it's, she's just trying to enjoy a bike ride, and but then, like, three men, <laughs> they come in, like, three of the same men <laughs> just come and fuck everything over. So the, um, the original thing that, um, that drew my attention in the uh, Something Awful Thread was someone mm-hmm. brought up, oh, there's a reason the bloke's came in on uh, Saturday to do this, and that's why the, also why the radio was blaring. He wanted to uh, mm. hear the results of fucking uh, lottery. Mmm. Interesting. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's pretty that, cool. That was, the in, that was the interest nugget that I'd seek out the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 there's a lot of, there's a, I mean, it's, you kind of have to be very detail meticulous with a movie like this. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, Time Crimes definitely puts in the hard work to be detail oriented. I mean, um, which I appreciate. characters, which was pretty good. Well, that's true. Well, so, so, so they didn't have a lot to keep track of, but, you know, uh, a, a less committed movie, you know could have could have like hand waved some details but i i don't know i felt like this one was really like we want to we want to make sure everything slots into place nicely um so that being said um on a scale of zero to five things of interest um (laughs) zigzagging timelines i don't know if that one's good we're gonna go for it uh what would you rate this movie i'd say four for the number of x's that are entering and exiting the time machine (laughs) solid i would say about the same too myself like obviously it's not the perfect like a perfect movie or whatever but i think it's like 
a real fun, strange movie, you know? Like, I was definitely like, oh, holy shit, <laughs> like, a lot during this movie. So I would say, uh, also really well shot. I didn't mention that before, but I was, like, kind of impressed by how aesthetically attractive this movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, really, really, I feel like kind of ahead of its curve. I mean, it is a Spanish movie, not American movie, but I felt like it took until, like, at least 2012 for movie like horror movies in America, uh, I mean, obviously with a lot of, like for the, the the aesthetics of horror movies in America to mirror something like that, if you know what I mean. Uh, like you see coherence, which is aesthetically sim- similar to this movie in ways, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, really, really happy with this movie. A good watch all around. Um, so let's uh, let's uh. Oh shit! I closed Twitter. Oh no! I'm really responsible as a host. Okay. I can't questions. have it open because, as I guess, it'll probably kill my laptop. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> as a host, I I have got this under control completely. Uh, so let's dive into some questions. Um, uh, uh co-host of the show, uh, uh, Doctor Lesbian Sarah asks, um, a, do you ever just sit in your truck? Um, which is a funny meme reference because there's a, a couple of instances of just sitting in trucks. And, and I feel like I would have the awesome who would sit in a truck if I had a truck. Yeah. But, um, um, I don't. <laughs> I tend to, uh, it takes me a while to get out of cars sometimes when I'm done with a lot of chores, so. Sure. Yeah. Just sit in trucks. Right on. <laughs> and, uh, uh, secondly, if you could go back in time, uh, and relive one moment, uh, what would it be? Do you have something in mind for this? It's a big question, isn't it? Um, I don't think about the past very often. I can um, remember uh, I was at a Christian youth group thing at one. Um, mm-hmm. It was um, we ha- we had a big party at like a heated pool, uh, so I probably just wanted that party just because it was a lot of fun. Right on, right on. Um, I'm gonna be pragmatic and say that even though I know it's not realistic and I probably would just like fuck it over again, maybe I'd go back in time and try to study more for my finals because <laughs> um, those didn't go particularly well. But I knowing me, I just well. like I okay. This last semester was good, was really bad for me, but I did really good on my previous <laughs> four years of college. But um, I just barely squeaked by, squeaked by, passing all my classes. Um, it's fine. It's totally cool. <laughs> What a semester, though. Um, so something like that, maybe. I don't know. More fun. Maybe I'll go re-see a concert I used to uh, I saw before. I don't know. I don't think about the past. Um, uh, but uh, Powerful Sapphic Aura at What is Cosplay asks, what is your favorite time travel style? I kind of talked about this before, but we can discuss it more in length. Uh, solid, diverging, or fluid? Uh, what is the worst time crime? And what is a legal time crime? So, what is your favorite um, time travel style? Um, I'd say fluid. Um, mm. I, I, I certainly read a lot of things that are, you know, solid. So, that's like Harry sure. Potter's time turner shit is like mm-hmm. the only reason that Harry was alive to go back in time was that he'd gone back in time to save his own life. So, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this movie was very much a, a solid one. Um, right. But... My favorite fanfic trope is the Peggy Sue fanfic. Someone from the end of the series, or someone who dies in the series, goes back in time and is able to relive their life. Things better for. Mm. 
So that's yeah. definitely my favorite. Wish fulfillment. <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah, um, I did mention this earlier. I I like I like the logistics of solid time travel because I don't like to scratch my head too much. <laughs> um, and also, I just kind of I, I I think causation is interesting. This this movie is a really good example of that. I feel like because it's 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 a lot of things falling into place that have already fallen into place, but you're seeing how they're falling into place. It's cool. Yeah, I think uh, stuff like that is really It felt cool. like a lot of the horror was of Hector realizing what he would have to before. He- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, second question was, <laughs> what is the worst time crime? Um, I'm going to say uh, stripping down <laughs> the stranger you met in the woods and then throwing her off. Uh, the roof of your house is probably the worst time crime. Yeah, that w- that was pretty bad. Like the rest was just assault yeah. against himself. So yeah, yeah. Um, which I suppose is probably a legal time crime. Which is the next question? <laughs> is uh, no. Nah, w- uh, uh, the, the most legal time crime is time cops. Oh sure. <laughs> they they are exempt from their own laws by rote. So you know, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, all time cops are bastards. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you sent in a question, I assume from your friend? Yes. Or something like that? Uh, was Abraham Lincoln a time-traveling zombie warlock vampire? Courtesy uh, of Kaliosko. <laughs> um, you know, anything is possible, is what I have to say to that. Um, I will um, say two-thirds of that is true. Yes. And... Uh, elaborate? Uh, basically, any time you look at that description, like... There might be a time-traveling vampire werewolf. There might be a Abraham Lincoln who's a time-traveling werewolf. Like, any... any, mm-hmm. Not all four are available at the same time, but three are always true. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pretend like that's not just complete nonsense that came out of your mouth and nod along. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> All right, right on. Great work. Um, let's let's dive into recommendations then. Um, you can go first if you have something. Otherwise, I can take one. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, so a horror-based uh, webcomic that I'm a great fan of is A Ghost Story. It's on Hiveworks. Mm. It's by uh, my mm-hmm. friend B, and uh, mm. she is currently uh, redoing the art of the first chapter mm-hmm. in a attempt to be able to uh, boyfriend. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. Uh, it's been on my short list of things to look into, so I definitely will take the motivation to do it now. Yeah, um, it's basically cool. a uh, cut-rate Ghostbuster, a, her boyfriend who is um, the butt of a man and got fired over that uh, a while back. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, several undead ladies made of goop. Nice. <laughs> yeah it's 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 pretty good um cool and other than that in time traveling media i would recommend the game uh quantum i uh sent mm. him an ask about it in, uh wonder yerks because it happens to star mm-hmm. two of actors from the tv show oh interesting yeah the, 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 ma- cool. the main actor of the, it, it's a mixed media game so you've got a video game that's sure. also a tv show so, sure, sure. Uh, Rachel and Jake show up. Cool. Jake as the main character. <laughs> right, cool, cool. A little crossover there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, my recommendation this week is uh, an album I think I came out last year. Uh, 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 
collaboration between Yoni Wolf of Y with a question mark and Serengeti um, called Testarossa. Um, it's real good if you like indie rap, and I do. So um, if you like Y, you're definitely going to love it. Um, but if you don't, you should like Y anyway, so you should listen to it anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, uh, a little recommendation, a little simple recommendation, but yeah. Cool. That is an entire entire podcast. A little trips and follies along the way, but I think we made it out the other end just fine. Um, so uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash fearbaiting, which I'm going to log into right now so I can read out our patrons. Uh, but if you want to uh, contact the show, uh, you can do so at fearbaiting on twitter or fearbaiting.tumblr.com we have anon on so you can just like shoot us whatever questions you want there um or we also have a gmail um uh fearbaiting at gmail.com if you want to find me specifically on the internet you can do so at blair kitch on basically all platforms so just look for me there and while you're if you want to plug yourself you're welcome to um and while you're doing that i'm going to pull up the yeah, pictures sure. um so i'm uh at pidmon P-I-D-M-O-N on uh, uh, Twitter and uh, Sideman, P-S-I-I-D on uh, Tumblr. And I'm very, very bad at that. So. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a grip there where uh, I was super inactive on Tumblr, but uh, I got back into it because of fandom, unfortunately. So that's kind of my curse in life right now. I, I don't use the dashboard at all. I just go to a friend's uh, friend of the show, I think, Maxie Satan. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mostly go to her um, blog and a few other friends' blogs about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Special thanks, too, for helping to support the show. Uh, Michael Kaiser, Sophie, Alec, Paul Bechtel, uh, and Twitter user uh, Sophie... Algeist. Mm-hmm. 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 That all shakes out. Uh, so thank you all so much for supporting the show. Uh, you can uh, send us like a buck a month. That helps out a lot. You know, just supporting hosting and like supporting our livelihoods. Five bucks a month if you want to. There's like no pressure. We're also, we're going to put out the show anyway, but like we always appreciate it. We appreciate it even if you're just listening. So thank you so much to everyone. Um, so oh, that all being we said. To plug, mm. uh, Sarah's stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find Sarah on Twitter at GayestLulu. Um, on t- I said Twitter already. Yes. Or on Tumblr at chiesatanakas.tumblr.com. Those are all the platforms, and I totally nailed it. Um, <laughs> so um, thank you for joining us this week. We will have uh, Sarah back next week to watch like like mungo i'm going to try to talk her into streaming it uh so if y'all want to come for that it should be real fun um uh but until then uh i'm blair and remember you can be a fucked up guy you certainly can (laughs) fabulous